This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Welcome to the Having It All podcast, the show about what it takes to live an abundant, loving life. My name is Matthew Bivens, and each week I'm helping you get out of your head so that you can truly have it all. Let's do it. What's going on, everybody? Matthew Bivens here. Thank you for joining me on another episode of the Having It All podcast. Today I am excited. I'm excited because I'm doing something that I haven't done in a long time, and that's having a guest with me, joining me on the show. And this guest is somebody who's been on the show before. She and I have had many conversations over the like the life of this podcast, and uh, we actually share a bed together. So, yeah. It's my wife, my amazing wife, Sarah. What's up, baby? <sighs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Hi. <sighs> and the crowd goes wild. Hi, boo. I'm awesome. Thank you. Thank cool. You. Thanks for having me on the having it at all. <laughs> having it all. <laughs> you remember the name of the show, right? <laughs> Having it all podcast. Ooh, it's been a long day. Uh, thank you. I'm really. I've always been a fan of the show. Truly, just as a as a listener, there was a time when I was up to speed with you and had listened to every single episode. Yeah. I am not there currently, I have to say, with having a baby and everything else that's been going on in our lives. I have not listened to every single episode, but, but I'm sure. You made it through like, what, 40 or so? 30 a or lot, 40? A lot. I, I, they would be on my drive, Yeah. you know, to and from training clients or things like that. And I'm not doing that as much anymore. So, you know, I don't have my car trips by myself as much. It's no excuse. I know. All right. Well, <laughs> I've got some homework to do tonight, so... Cool. Well, thank you for coming on again. And the reason why I brought you on is because um, what we're going to talk about today is something that you are quite the expert of and about. And it was all inspired by yesterday. We were kind of hanging out. Uh, My mom had come over to the house for dinner. And on my mom's phone, well, I'll back up. My mom was present. Oh, man, I got to back up even further. (laughs) So Sarah and I welcomed our baby girl, Maya, into the world through a home birth. Uh, we chose to do home birth, and we actually made a podcast all about it called Doing It at Home. It's and awesome. Yeah, it is. It's amazing. We co-host it. Um, and so our home birth was beautiful. Maya was born right in our master bedroom. Uh, we had a small team of people there, one of whom was my mom. And my mom had her, her iPhone out, and she was like all up in your business, <laughs> filming, like, literally. Like, yeah, she camera. was in the splash zone for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yes, she was. But what was great about that is she got some amazing video of Maya coming out, like literally right there coming out. And so we just got the, that footage off her phone yesterday. And so last night we were watching the videos and holy crap. I mean, it was... There were tears. Oh, there yeah. Were we we were both crying. And, yeah. You know, and we'd watched other, other videos of our birth and seen other photos, but um, for whatever reason... This one got, this one got, well, not it's for that high reason. quality iPhone. Yeah. I don't know what it is. It's that iPhone 6 quality. You get to see all the, all the <laughs> well fluids. Well done, Apple. 
but we were watching it and you know i think afterwards you were i noticed just how powerful you were Mm. how how just strong and vocal and and i don't even beautiful it was to see you in that that state in that space of you know bringing maya earthside and you just did it in such an amazing way and so we got to talking about some of the things that you had done to prep you prep yourself for birth yeah um, because you know you're you're very fit you've been into fitness for for many years you ran track back in middle school and high school and continued that fit lifestyle so that absolutely helped um you know so on the physical side of things you had your fitness and yoga and breathing you really were able to tap into your breath uh, but there were some other things that you had done to kind of really get yourself prepared mentally and get yourself prepared spiritually. Mm. And so I wanted to bring you on the show today to talk about those things because I know a lot of a lot of you you listening out there you're very interested in how you can power up mentally, how you can power up spiritually, how you can become stronger and happier and more whole and more complete emotionally. And and really just like the 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 thesis of this show is about having it all and experiencing life with abundance and love and what you do in your work Sarah it, it is you help people to really to have it all and so um you know you're a well tell share real quick what what it is that you do sure yes so what i simply what i would call what i do is i'm a balanced lifestyle coach um that's my title What does that mean? So what that means is I work with people uh, in the one-on-one capacity to help them tap into a greater sense of purpose and passion and balanced, healthy living. Um, And sometimes those are buzzwords and I get that, you know, be the best you and live your most authentic life. But you've really grounded it. Yes, I believe I have. And that's because I've experienced it. And, you know, like you said, watching me give birth – I really look at that experience as finding my roar. And after after having gone through that, I see how that's possible in other avenues. So everyone yeah. isn't going to have a baby to experience that. Um, not everyone can have a baby to experience that. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm SOL. Right. You're, yeah, you won't. If, if finding your roar is exclusive to birth, yeah, you, you'll be roarless. <laughs> But there are other ways to tap into that and how I believe truly for myself and for those that I work with and those that I I hope to reach and inspire is through unleashing this part of yourself, this aspect of who you are that I like to call the humble badass. Yeah. And it's through that unleashing process, you know, that I myself went through in the year-ish prior to, to having Maya that time was was integral integral in that experience of giving birth. Um, but like I said, it doesn't have to be birth. You know, we all have our versions of whatever that is. That that time in our lives or that experience where we really have to dig deep. You know, get into the grit, find out who we truly are, and come out on the other side yeah. changed in some sort of way, uh, preferably an empowered way and that is exactly what I experience and so I my mission is to help as many people realize that for themselves to find their roar in their own way and that is certainly accessible 
more so when you unleash your humble badass. Mm. And humble badass, like I said, it's this integration, but I really look at it as the part of yourself that is fearless, bold, unapologetic, and yet authentic, thoughtful, kind, um, philanthropic, like all of those pieces, you know, that's why, you know, humble and badass, you don't really expect to see those two words together, but that's why it's so great. You know, that's why it's so awesome that the concept really sprung from this conversation I was having a while back with, um, with a friend about being too much, you know, I'm using air quotes around that, that concept of being too much for people to handle whatever that means that basically it just means you're threatening or you you don't shut up and that's frustrating for people or being not enough not enough like you don't speak up for yourself you're not assertive enough you're not if you're a female you're not masculine enough you're not like I can curse right like swinging your dick around or (laughs) metaphoric dick to get what you want it's like you have to do one or the other and I was like fuck that that's stupid why why do you have to be one or the other why can't you take you know, beneficial aspects of, of both personas, blend them together, and then create a kick-ass life experience for yourself and then inspire others to do the same. Yeah. That's key. I think I think it's not a waste, but I, I think it's a lot of lost potential if you just do it for yourself and then just sit in your own humble badass space. It's like, no, put it out there and show others what's possible. Mm. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So that all of what you just said is why I wanted to bring you on, Mm. because, again, we're watching these things, watching the videos yesterday. And I I just I've I mean, I've heard you with your clients, you know, like we live in the same house. So I'll be walking down the hall and I'll hear you on a call. And and sometimes I'll just sit and sit, you know, sit by the door and just listen to how you coach and the the insights and the, the all the observations. And I'm like, damn, you know, you rock it. So uh, what I want to get to and what I want you to share is your framework. I want you to share your your framework, those eight things that, you know, people can tap into to really have a badass experience of life and to unleash that humble badass that they have within them. Yeah, yeah. So for the the context of of this sit down of this show, um, it's basically eight habits, you know, eight habits of a humble badass and you want me to just share them and you can ask me a question or two or what do you want to do? Yeah, yeah. I want you to start at the first one. Okay. And just kind of go through because there, I guess there is there is an order. Yeah, um, I would say so. I think there's a progression because as you uncover and peel back the layers of the onion for each thing, like that's what makes it all the more um, relevant and poignant mm-hmm. for yourself. Yeah, so first one uh, is owning what you stand for. And by that I mean understanding what you're about, what matters to you and being cool with that and, and planting yourself firmly in this is what I believe in or this is what matters most to me. Because when you don't really know what matters to you or what's important to you, you're kind of wandering around aimlessly. Or you're, you're susceptible to just 
absorb and take on what somebody else is going to tell you is important. Or, Absolutely. And what you're talking about is values, right? Right. Like you're talking about... Yes, your core values. <clears throat> so you're yeah. talking about really understanding your core values. And yeah, I mean, it's so important to know what those are to at least just put in some some mental energy into figuring it out. Because like I was just saying, if you don't, you can just kind of wander around aimlessly. You can be uh, wishy-washy. You can kind of flip-flop on things. Or you can be highly susceptible to influence from other people, whether it's in a positive direction or negative direction. Yeah. I would say bare minimum, come up with three core values, three things that you know matter to you, whether it's love, health, abundance, wealth, you know, just just know what it is. And there's no judgment on on any side of, of what it is. But yeah. being clear in it makes you a more effective person in your relationship building, your your work. All of those things are a lot more effortless when you know what you're looking to experience in those things. Yeah, and here's a here's a simple example. Let's you know, um, let's say you're about to get into a business partnership or take on a new job or uh, join a community group, right? And you're clear on what your values are. So it's important to you that this community group or this job or this partnership is going to be able to fulfill those aspects of those values. Yeah. Some of them, maybe they, they don't have to have the same exact top values as you, but you want, you know, let's say that um, a sense of what, what, what's a value, uh, community mm-hmm. is yeah, high priority one. for you, and health and family, and your new job is is just from what you understand about it, you're not gonna be able to experience a lot of family, mm. and your health is gonna take a hit. So by knowing what your values are, you can simply just compare and say pros and cons, and say is this opportunity gonna gonna allow me to live into my values or is it gonna pull me away Mm -hmm. that to me is a very simple way for people to be able to put that into action yeah and one more point on this this habit and we can move on but it it just kind of light bulb went off for me you're familiar with uh the five love languages absolutely i think understanding your values is like an extension of that i think there's a language to your values and that allows you to connect with other people more more effectively because you say you value love and I value love, it might look different to you than it looks to me. So it's helpful to understand when you value love, what that means and how I can show up so that we can synergize, so to speak, on that value. Just like if, if you had a love language and I didn't know how to speak it, we have a difficult time of connecting and creating a, a fulfilling relationship. Yeah. So I think values are a more um, broad like language to experience because love language, typically you would just experience it with your partner, but value yeah. language is like across the board, everyone. Cool. And um, I'll put a link to five love languages. It's by Gary Chapman. I'll put a link to it in the show notes for this episode, which you can find on Fireside Network, firesidenetwork.com. So, okay, that was number one. Number one was owning what you stand for. What's number two? Uncovering and unleashing your superpowers. Nice. And that, let's see, simply stated, there are a lot of things about ourselves that we tend to um, hide or downplay. And I say to fuck with that because that's just so unattractive to me. It's one thing to be humble, but to be like the self-effacing bullshit. I used to do that, you know, not not honor or not acknowledge the awesome things about myself for what? I don't know, fear of intimidating other people or myself, you know, like afraid of what if I am that? What yeah, if I am actually this awesome? <clears throat> that is just like we have to get rid of that. That it's is like, something that needs to be eradicated. It's like that Marianne Williamson quote. Yeah, you know, our greatest fear is in our darkness, it's our light, you know, yeah. it's that we are it. And that's exact I mean, that's a great 
um, point to this habit. It's just acknowledging the awesome things about you that make you so beautifully and you uniquely you and not being afraid of that. And, you know, I would, I would love to see a, a new paradigm around talking about the great things about yourself, not as this boastful cry for attention type thing, but something that can inspire other people. You know, it's, you know, how many times do you get like a, a little, stab of judgment when you hear someone talking about their accomplishments or the great things that they do yeah like that's we need to we need to shift that so yeah. that you can be like yeah that be is awesome by and be, yeah and then go do something <laughs> go make something of your own with it rather than sit around and piss and moan at someone else doing something cool so i i can relate to that because i spent a lot of time many many years um, comparing myself to other people feeling jealousy and envy for people yeah. people that i never met or i never knew it could be um, somebody uh, that I might see on TV or in a movie or read about or someone that I might pass on the street that I think is, you know, whatever, uh, handsome or fit or whatever it is. And when you are, what I, what I understand and what I'm experiencing now is when you are clear about what your superpowers are, like when you're clear about what you're just talented, like what, what your gifts and your talents are, mm-hmm. like what you're great at, then you can do what you just said, and that's uh, embrace and celebrate other people's talents and yeah. gifts and other people's superpowers. But I, I really think that happens when you are owning your own, you embrace your own, and you're, you know, you're you're inspired by who you are being. Then you can become excited and inspired for other people, and that like that's how I've experienced it. Yeah, and you know, to to touch on briefly what what was the the precipice for this conversation was you know talking about our birth. Yeah. For any of those out there wanting to have children or planning, or maybe you have already and you just you know a reflective process of that experience. Um, motherhood is an area where we really tend to downplay ourselves and oh be jealous God, of yeah. others and put other people down and judge the shit out of them. But it's like really owning my great qualities and the things I knew about myself, my gifts, my talents, my talents and the things that I'm passionate about, the things that really light me up, owning that and embracing all of that absolutely put me in a space to welcome motherhood. I mean, yes, they can say nothing really truly ever prepares you. Maybe you can subscribe to that belief. I feel that the things that I did absolutely put me in a place of of being ready for that experience. Totally. So I mean, so for the people who say something like that, I I liken it to like I you know, you know I'm an NBA fan, right? And and the finals are coming up, right? So these let's say you got two teams who are going into the finals who've never been there before. They've never had got a chance to play for a championship. So you're saying, how do you prepare for that? It's all the stuff that you did leading up to that, mm-hmm. right? So all the things that you did, that we did leading up to become parents is what helped prepare us to be parents. You yeah. know, it's, it's the, the patience that we're able to employ now is a result of all the work on being patient with one another that we did before we ever got pregnant. Yeah. And so that's a little tangent, but that's what I have to say to people who say things like, you, you don't know... You, You've never been there, and right. you you know it's 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 something that you you can't know until you experience it. Mm-hmm. It's like you can prepare. Yeah. All right. So number two was uh, uncovering and unleashing your superpowers. So now let's go to number three. Number three is contributing to the world around you. You know, and a lot of that is uh, taking a look at your environments. Um, environment is the largest 
influence that we have because there's so many different types of environments right there's the physical spaces you put yourself in there's your internal environment your thoughts your emotions your actions your self-conversation and then your relationships are little environments as well they're all these little microcosms and so taking a look at all of that and seeing how do I currently contribute to those spaces how do I show up and how would I like to evolve that? And how would I like to be more in those in those areas? And I think that's really crucial to a humble badass because I, it lends itself to what I like to refer to as an abundance mentality. Mm. And when you're analyzing your environments and you're making sure they're as healthy as they can be to support you in being your best, healthiest, whatever you, um, you you look at everything as like a, a rising tide lifts all boats yeah. you know whatever that phrase is you know how you said earlier you know being jealous of other people or judgment judgmental you don't have to do that anymore because if you're experiencing abundance or you're talking about the great things about yourself that means it's just as possible for me absolutely and that means i can tap into that too you know it's not this like scarcity mine type of thing it's everyone benefits and that's a that's a really great mindset to have to go out into the world with and it's a, it's a total sign of a humble badass, in my opinion. Yeah, and, and I like that you talked about the abundance. I mean, you know, it's part of having it all, right? Abundant, loving life. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. <clears throat> and that, for me, is another thing that I had to learn. I had to learn how to um, and practice adopting an abundant mindset and an abundant attitude towards things. And, you know, I, I think that that can be, can be challenging. Like, so many, so many, I, I just remember being supported in my scarcity yeah supported in my scarcity and then when it wasn't when it was continuing to be encouraged and and I wasn't receiving any other perspective then I became scarce in a whole like every area like scarce in relationships if I looked at somebody who was in a great relationship I felt like well that's you know uh, something off the market almost so that I can't have it now because that person um, is in that relationship and so I think that the abundance mentality is so key. And then with the environment, I mean, that that simple, simple phrase of you are the five people you hang around, you know, like you are the environments that you put yourself in. Yeah. And so I love that you, you know, you, part of your work is having people to really examine those things and look at how those environments are contributing to them or, you know, taking away. Yeah. Totally. Cool. So that was number three, contributing to the world around you. Um, what's number four? Find your North Star. And yeah, doesn't that sound fun? Uh, Your North Star is the thing with which you use to measure up everything else in your life, basically. Is this aligning with where I want to be and where I want to be going or not so much? And so simply stated, you can find your North Star by creating a mission statement for your life. Yes. Um, and I think the one other time I was on your show, that's what we talked about, mission statements, because yeah, I, think I love me some mission statements. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'll link to that episode, too, in cool, the show notes. Cool, cool. Yeah, so mission statement is just your, your stake in the ground of this is who I am, this is what I'm about, you know, it, it it draws upon your core values. It incorporates the things that you're passionate about and the things that are awesome about you and, and who you want to be and how you want to show up in the world. And when you make a decision, whether it's a relationship, a job offer, moving to a new space, eating a certain type of food, does this align with where I want to be at or not? If it does, great. If it doesn't, 
that can be great too, but at least you know that it didn't really fall in line with what you said you, you were about. And you don't have to judge the shit out of yourself for that. You can just say, hey, I know why I got that result because I, I deviated from who I say I am. Yeah. And that's fine. I fell out of integrity for a second. We all do it. Get back on. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, I, I a lot of things shifted for me when I created my first personal mission statement about four years ago. Um, I actually remember watching that TED Talk by Simon Sinek uh, the oh, start yeah. with why, yeah. and he really diagrams why it's important to have what in, in, in his um, in his framework is called a why, um, but the same as a as a personal mission statement. Why it's so important to have one and to start there when yeah. you're making major decisions, ma- major decisions within your life. Um, you know the different big mi- uh, life milestones that you're going to face, or the different crossroads, and just to be able to, like you said, have something that you can kind of like a measuring, it's like a barometer, mm-hmm. you know, for the decisions and the different things and the different paths that you have the opportunity to take in life. You have this mission statement that you can say, okay, is this, like you said, is this going to align? Is this going to take me closer to fulfilling my mission further away? And then at that point, you don't have to judge it. Right. So, it just is. Yeah. And so I love all that. And um, links abound. There's going to be a bunch yeah. of links in the show notes. So I'll link awesome. to your epi- our episode and then the Simon Sinek talk. Cool. Cool. All right, so four was finding your North Star. Star, What is five? Being intentional as hell. Intentional as hell. That means being very clear on the hats that you wear in your life. You know, we all wear a lot of hats. I think that's a thing that's – you get badges of cool and honor for doing a ton of stuff and then not yeah. coming back to yourself at the end of the day. And it's it's really like cool Especially and as a parent. Yeah, it's – yeah, it's like your your social currency is how exhausted you are and how much you haven't done for yourself. It's like that's yeah. what that's what puts you in the rankings of like like how frazzled. Like how many meals in a row have you eaten standing by the sink? How many showers have you skipped? You know, right? and that makes you what? I mean, fuck that. A like, hero, that goes... a martyr. I'm not interested in being a martyr. Um, it, yeah, it goes it goes back to the like kind of the self deprecating type of mm-hmm. I think. Um, internal conversation and you know patting yourself on the back for how like you said for for being a martyr yeah and when you're intentional as hell you can look at things as an experience right something is an experience and it's it's then how you relate to it that creates your emotional response it creates your memory of whatever it is so you could be going along like that doing those things and not relating to it like it's That's the true. worst thing in the world. And uh, cool. I, I think then you're even more of an inspiration that you can be going through the shit and, you know, smiling through it. And that's that's great. But the the many hats thing, that's your roles. You know, it's, it's who you are. So being very clear on, you know, I'm a mother. I'm an employee. I'm a manager. I'm a community member. I'm a daughter. Like, look at all of your roles and think about what they mean to you. And when you do that... You, you can create more of, I'm really big on the word integration. You can create more of an integration rather than having the roles fight against each other and then the people who receive you in those roles aren't, you know, vying for your energy, your time. It can just be a, a more healthy, is that healthier, <laughs> balance <laughs> of, of it all. And when I also tie in goals in yeah. this being intentional as hell. So when you're intentional as hell, you're clear, you're clear on what your roles are. And then you also have goals for them. You have goals for 
uh, all of the the roles you play in your life and then where you want to see those roles evolve and, and move into and that's that's very proactive thinking it's you know we're big on seven habits of highly effective people yeah. you and i and it's it's proactive thinking it's beginning with the end in mind it's all it's all of that juicy goodness awesome all right, so that was being intentional as hell. That was number five. Yeah. What's number six? Turning fear into magic. So there's this thing that all emotions take their source in one of two um, parents. You know, like there, there's obviously a slew of emotions and feelings that we experience, but there's really two roots, love and fear. So if you're not coming from a love-based place, then it's fear. Mm-hmm. And I I have an, I wouldn't say interesting, I, I have my own take on fear. You know, a lot of people say like, fuck fear, defy fear, like punch fear in the face and like, cool, you can, you can do all <laughs> that. I'm That's fine. I prefer to welcome fear in like an old friend and be like, thank you thank you. I appreciate you. Mm. Now I'm going to do something different with what you've brought to me because I'm not interested in what you're selling, but I can do something else with it. Because the fear is important, you know, on a primal animalistic level, fear is necessary. Fear saves our lives. But it's like taking that, like where, where's this emotion that I'm feeling? Where's the, the thing that that's making me believe I'm going to die? Okay. I'm not going to die. So let me shift it into something else. Because that, yeah. that's what fear is. It's just like, you're going to die. Or, you know, the ego. You know, we can all get into all that great stuff. But it's just transmuting that into magic. And magic is your ability to influence yourself in a powerful way. Influence someone else in a powerful way. And and then, in turn, shift the grand scheme of, of life. I, I truly believe that we can raise the energy, you know, the consciousness of the world around us by being more... Um, attuned to magic our ability to create it and that comes from shifting fear to love Mm. well that's a that's a topic that i talk about so much on the show and you probably heard in the episodes you listen to yeah just this this uh this idea of fear and love and you know what happens when you choose fear versus what happens when you choose love and that's a big part of my story it's a big big part of my story because i have very clear examples of what it feels like like viscerally feels in my body to choose fear. Yeah. And I did it so often that it just became this thing that I got used to. And so to shift up and to now be choosing love and to experience how much different life is and how much different life feels when choosing love, um, it is something that, again, I'm no stranger to. And, and you listening, you know, if you listen, if you listen to the show for a little while, you aren't a stranger to it either. So I'm happy that's part of the framework. I think it's dope. Yeah, man. All right. So that was turning fear into magic. That was number six what five no six six yeah six so number seven what's number seven address your body vehicle um your body vehicle is you know we're we're multifaceted beings you know we're not just one dimensional there's there's many parts to us and this this body vehicle there's this model of of your comprised of five wheels your your mental is a wheel, is a steering wheel, you know, if, if you're the car, if you're the vehicle. And then you've got emotional, physical, spiritual, and social. 
those are your wheels and it's it's about tune, tuning into them and looking at them and giving them a little checkup you know um, checking in every once in a while and again being that that proactive stance rather than having to replace some busted tires i.e a huge breakdown in in life or in your understanding of yourself in any of those areas um, and so that's what that's what addressing the body vehicle is it's just it's just checking in how am I feeling in, in all of these areas and what do I need to do? to in, improve my relationship in, mm. in them. Now, like, I'm, I'm very familiar with the body vehicle as well. And uh, I, you know, I think it's worth saying that uh, the body vehicle as a concept is something that both Sarah and I uh, received through the Your Day Balance Game. I'll put a link in the show notes to the Your Day Balance Game as well. And as an idea, it's, it's, I think its power lies in its simplicity. Yes. Right? That, that you as a person are driving through life and you're experiencing it in these five different ways. You're experiencing it, you know, through your physical body, mentally, spiritually, emotionally, socially. And so many of us are inflated or overinflated in some wheels and then rolling around with flat tires in others. Yeah, sparks flying. Sparks. Yeah, you, may not even have, you may not even have tires on the damn vehicle. Like, you know, how many people do you know are like just beast mode in spiritual or mental? Mm-hmm. but physically yeah they just let it go let it go yeah and your physical wheel is attached to your emotional wheel yep so when one of those goes the other one's going to go with it or you know how many people do you know are just physical badasses mm-hmm. right like they just get it they're the gym rats and all that but they have zero mm-hmm. spirituality about mm-hmm. them they have you know nothing to contribute mentally and the whole idea with a body vehicle is you want to be rolling around with five tires that are nicely inflated and you're constantly checking in, you know, to see like, hey, how's my spiritual wheel doing? Well, I haven't done anything spiritual this week. So let me go, you know, go for a walk through nature and meditate, you know, or you, you check in like, how's my physical wheel doing? Well, boy, I, I feel like I've been letting myself go a little bit. Let me get back on. Like, let me let me get with a trainer and, and you know, reinflate that tire. Or shoot, maybe if you're if you were like, um, I think like me before. I don't know, what's it, 2017 now, probably 2012, before 2012, I didn't have a spiritual wheel. Hmm. So you might be rolling around without a wheel. There may not be any wheel. It's just axle hitting the ground. <laughs> and in that case, you might want to say, okay, what are some small things I can do to start getting a wheel on this car? And it again, it's such a simple yet powerful visual, this idea of, of you being a car with those wheels. And so that's why I love it. Yeah, it's it's relatable. It's, yeah, it's something that you can. Oh, okay, mm-hmm. I can I can get a handle on that. Yeah. All right, cool. So that's um, body vehicle number seven, and finally the last one, number eight. Finding your balance in the midst of chaos. I can relate to that one as a, a parent, although life hasn't been chaotic. It's it depends if that's how us. you want to experience it. True. Well, I, I guess. Yeah, I don't experience my life as chaotic. No. It but could be if it, I let it. Yeah, it could be. But the idea of finding balance in the midst of, you know, maybe circumstances or rough nights or whatever is. Yeah, is nice. yeah. I would say chaos is the extreme. You know, like like I just said, if that's how you experience, if you choose to experience it. But chaos, you know, you can you can sub that out for, like you said, circumstance, because those things are going to pop up. You know one of the most consistent things there is is change and with change is going to come a a, its own host of feelings emotions and all of that great stuff but finding your balance is is looking at 
So this is like a habit within a habit. Um, finding your balance is about looking at your habits. Yeah. So one of the habits of a, of a <clears throat> humble badass is to look at your habits and see how they are supporting you or not so much in, in your health and in your ability to find the peace in the face of shit hitting the fan, which you have talked about shit hitting the fan before on the show. Yes, I've had many shits on fans. Out of shitty fans spinning around but yeah. <laughs> this episode is not uh for for young viewers so i should have said at the top of the episode say 20 minutes in, yeah <laughs> oops but yeah man it's just about you know being able to face those things with kind of a, a chuckle and a smile on your face like this is happening awesome i'm gonna roll up my sleeves i'm gonna be a badass and just move on to the next thing because I've got too many other awesome things happening, too many cool things that I'm creating to waste any sort of time on this nonsense. And, and the word balance itself is its own framework and you go into that, you know, in, in your work. We'll just tease them right now with it though. Gotta, gotta do some work to find out more (laughs) on that. That's awesome. That's, that's the, those are the eight things. Those are the eight habits of a badass. Yeah. I love it. Super cool. And, um, it's funny. A part of me was like, okay, how you, how do you want to segue into this next this next conversation? But um, I know what you've been working on, right? I've been a part of working on different things with you. So I know that you've taken this framework, you've taken this idea of a humble badass, and you've put it into a couple of, of products and services. And so real quick, share what they are and why the hell people should even be interested. Like real oh. quick. Well, real quick, I mean, go back and listen to everything we just talked about, and that's why you should be interested. Uh, don't take my word for it. Like, experience it, do it, get into it. And if you want to get into it and just, you know, get a, I guess this was a little appetizer, this was a little teaser, an hors d'oeuvre. Um, if you want a little bit more substantial helping, go check out the ebook of Unleash Your Humble Badass. It goes into all of these eight things we just talked about and gives gives some more perspective some more meat on the bones of what we just talked about and that would be my suggestion go go dive into that ebook and then for the person who's like all right great what you said was awesome i want to figure out how i can you know own what i stand for how do i even know what i stand for how, how do i like, identify my superpowers you know i want to learn to be intentional as hell like they want to dive deeper you, Tell them what they can do. You can skip right over that ebook and dive into the course. It's a self-guided. I made it self-guided because people like to go at their own pace. And um, this is my one-on-one coaching that I do, you know, with people all over the country in in your own digestible format. So this is me, you know, everything I do poured into it just in a way for you to do it yourself because not everyone has the time or resources yeah. to do one-on-one coaching. Totally get that. Been there. And this is for you to just, you know, take at your at your leisure and it's it's got a, a bunch of other cool resources for you from audio and visual um downloads to fun exercises for you to do. It's it's been really intentionally created and tested myself you know it's kind of like with um with a skincare product or something like I would not put it out into the masses unless I had tested it on myself so um and by by that you mean like this is all the stuff that you did and have been doing over the years yeah and you did again as you we prepared for Maya to come yeah and you've done with all your clients for so many years Mm -hmm. so it's you know, you've, yeah, you've kicked those tires. It's been around for a minute. It's been tested. And uh, I would not 
would not be talking about it if it if it didn't have a huge have a huge impact in my life and I'm sure you wouldn't be allowing me to come talk about it if you haven't seen the impact of it as well on, on me and you you know re- experience the residuals of that so I'm, I'm selfish with with the show I know I get it <laughs> I, to- I totally understand so okay where can people check it out on my new website that my amazing husband created for me. Oh, snap. Yeah. yeah, we did that real it's quick. Pretty talented. Yesterday. It's uh, sarahbivens.com. That's it, plain and cool. simple. Sarah with an H and Bivens, like this guy over here who hosts this show. And I'm, I'm super excited about it. I can't wait for people to to get a hold of this and to experience what, what I've been experiencing. Like I said, raise that, that energy, that consciousness, and no joke, heal the world. I truly Oof. believe we can heal the world Big mission. with with this stuff. We really can. Cool. Well, um, I you know I love it. I I live it. I see you live it. Um, I see it played out all over the place. So yeah, you're listening. Go check it out. SarahBivens.com. You can check out all her cool stuff. And um, I, you know I appreciate you jumping on the the podcast again with me. I know you know we we live in the same house, and all we have to do is say, hey, let's pause watching our evening movie and podcast real quick but um you know i i do appreciate you coming and sharing this stuff because like i said i hear you share this amazing insight with your clients with people who pay you thousands of dollars who who jump on you know phone calls with you for uh for you know an hour every week Uh, but you're coming in here and you're laying this stuff down just because you love it and you want to share it and you want other people to find it and and um, benefit from it so thank you thank you um for you listening i've put everything all these links there's like a you know a dozen links in the show notes um and so please jump over to firesidenetwork.com that's where this show lives that's where this podcast lives Uh, the podcast is part of the fireside network so you want to go over there firesidenetwork.com then click on the show having it all and you can find this episode and click on it to view all the links to everything you know, the five love language, five love languages, Simon Sinek, personal mission statement episodes, seven habits of highly effective people, all that great stuff. And I think that's it. Grateful to you. Thank you. Baby girl. Thank you. Baby girl. That's what I say to Maya. I'm your baby girl too. Your baby. 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 Yeah. <laughs> Maya's baby girl. And uh, grateful to you listening. And that's it. I'm out. My name is Matthew Bivens. And here is to you having it all. Does your father know you're listening to this podcast? Well, when you're done, why don't you stop by and check out a show that is 100% dad-approved, Dadages. Hi there, I'm Chad Higgle. If you're looking for useful insights and practical advice you can actually apply to work, family, education, philanthropy, and just life in general, check out Dadages. That's D-A-D-A-G-E-S, wherever you listen to your podcasts.